It's time for This Week in the Big East, a comprehensive look at the teams, coaches, players, and the story tradition of the Big East Conference. Here are your hosts, longtime conference play-by-play announcer John Rook and Big East author and sports writer Kevin McNamara. Welcome to Week 4 of This Week in the Big East. It's our weekly look at the teams, the coaches, the players, and the stories from the schools comprising the Big East Conference. I'm John Rook. Providence Journal beat writer, Basketball Times contributor, and author Kevin McNamara. And we're approaching the halfway point to a conference play. Reminded now of a song once sung by the group Aerosmith, Kev. Same old story, same old song and dance. Villanova back at the top of the league. And based on what we've seen, it looks as if fate comes a-knocking, doors start locking, your old-time connection, change your direction, ain't going to change it, can't rearrange it. Can't stand the pain when it's all the same to you, my friend. Well, Steven Tyler, <laughs> uh, yes, Villanova is really good. Uh, we know that, and, and probably headed for even more right. wins. They go right. at Marquette this weekend, and then they have four home games in a row. So, yeah. uh, who knows when the next time someone's be able to get, you know going to be able to get Villanova? Well, Tuesday night, the uh, Villanova had at least we thought they might have a little bit of a challenge against Providence, and for about twelve to fifteen minutes in the first half, they did. And then Villanova's outside shooting prowess just kind of took over. The Friars had one of their uh, offensive droughts, and it was all she wrote. Villanova's very, very impressive with so many different people that can beat you. You know, Providence is probably you know a, a bubble NCAA team, maybe even in the NCAA tournament at this stage, anyways. And Villanova went twenty-two to two against them. They're that explosive and that really talented defensively as well as offensively. I think everyone has fallen for the Wildcats this year for obvious reasons and really because of the way they shoot the ball from the three-point line, but they can still defend. No question. Wednesday night in the Big East, uh, Marquette playing at Xavier. Congratulations to uh, Xavier's senior Trevon Blewett who won over 2,000 career points. He becomes the fifth Musketeer to ever accomplish that feat. Number one on that list, Byron Larkin, who's on the radio team with Joe Sunderman at Xavier. So that's kind of a cool thing. Pretty good player. Two pretty good players. Yeah, yeah, in their time, right? And then we should also mention Marquette. Uh, Marcus Howard went for another 33 on that one, but more significant perhaps, and certainly in a negative sense, he missed his first free throw of the season after starting the year with 57 straight at the line. And actually, going back to last year, it was into the 60s. Marcus will not miss many. I I guess maybe we should uh, check this out every week, John, and make mention of whenever Marcus misses one free throw because it's not going to happen. <laughs> it doesn't happen. It really, it really doesn't happen. Uh, also, on Wednesday night, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention we had a buzzer beater that did not go in for Georgetown, and DePaul got a road win at the Hoyas on Wednesday night. Got to give credit to Dave Lato and DePaul. You know, uh, they're clearly better. I think they've got a little bit of a bump from playing in their new arena at home, but it's tough when you you know come into a you know, road game one and six, you know, uh, against a, a team like uh, Georgetown that's still very physical, uh, young, but very physical, and to be able to scratch out a road win, hats off to the uh, Blue Demons. The nation's number one team, though, Villanova, six and one in league play at midweek, 19 and one overall. Xavier's moved back to the sole possession of second, but technically in a tie with the Wildcats with one more win, but one more loss than Villanova. They're seven and two, 19 and three overall. Creighton is holding strong at six and three. Providence a half game behind at five and three. Seton Hall idle since a loss to Xavier there at four and three. Seven Big East teams find themselves in the nation's top fifty in the RPI, with eight teams ranked among the top sixty in overall strength of schedule. Villanova, number two in RPI, number one in the media polls for a sixth week this season, 
and the Wildcats have now been number one for 16 total weeks over the past three seasons. But Kevin, as we get deeper now into the season, the longer teams play with more opportunity for injuries to become a factor. We've had two significant injuries occur within the past couple of weeks. Martin Crumple lost for the season at Creighton with an ACL injury to his knee. Villanova lost junior guard Phil Booth this past week, Tuesday night, with a fractured hand he suffered against Providence. Two really big losses. You know, obviously, a Crumple is, I think, a devastating loss to the Jays. Uh, he gave them that front court score, uh, versatil- versatility score, you know, inside, outside. Uh, he was their best dunker. I know that uh, they made sure to chart all of uh, Martin's dunks out there. Just an irreplaceable guy. And unfortunately, I think it could mirror last year's loss of Maurice Watson, which, you know, when you lose a player on January 15th, it's, it's impossible to replace an impact guy like that. And then Booth. You know, everyone remembers two years ago in the national championship game, he was maybe the key guy. At 20 against North Carolina. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you don't replace guys like that either. Either You know, Jay Wright has a good bench. Uh, this will be really an opportunity for Colin Gillespie to play a little bit more. Uh, he's been dealing with an injury as well. Started to see some time here in the last couple of weeks, uh, but now he needs to step up. Oh, there's no question. That's always a tough place for a freshman to do in the Big East. Fortunately for Booth and the Wildcats, though, while the team t- uh, depth does take a hit, Still a guy like Jalen Brunson leading the way. Seventh in scoring, third in assists, fourth in field goal percentage entering the week. Brunson's numbers, his performance, are backing up his player of the year candidacy as he looks to support his team and also looks to support a fallen teammate. Just what the rest of the Big East needs, right? More Jalen Brunson. We're going to give you some more Jalen Brunson. He joins us next, this week in the Big East. Coming up this week in the Big East Spotlight. To walk these classrooms, these fields, these courts, is to walk in the footsteps of legends. Villanovans who have built a legacy of success, both in and out of the classroom. Bound by tradition, humility, and our commitment to each other, we are stronger together. We are fearless, relentlessly pushing ourselves to victory. We believe in Nova Nation and give ourselves to it totally, even when no one is looking. We are Villanova, and each of us strengthens all of us. Big East Spotlight. Booth comes up with it, head to Brunson all alone for the easy put in. Lead is ballooned to 35 to 18 with 109 to go in the first half. Brunson pull up three, is good in transition. It rattles around and drops in, and the Cats just keep on coming. Four Big East players were named the midseason Oscar Robertson watch list, the trophy that is annually presented to the nation's top player. Two of those players are both Villanova Wildcats. Redshirt junior Mikel Bridges, junior guard Jalen Brunson. Brunson's case, it's a strong one. Shooting 57% from the field, 48% from three. His teammates seem to be following right in his footsteps. Jalen joins us this week in the Big East. Now, I'm kind of curious, Jalen, you've got some impressive numbers thus far, but athletes always say they're working to improve their game. So what have you been working on lately to make yourself a better player? Uh, the most important thing I've been working on is trying to be consistent. Uh, I know that I've, uh, numbers-wise I've been playing pretty well, but I know I can you know, play a lot better you know, defensively, uh, being a better leader and uh, being a better teammate. But I can definitely just try and stay as consistent as possible. Jalen, I'd say the one stat that John mentioned that jumps out me the most is, is shooting percentage. Most guards, uh, especially with the ball in their hands as much as you, uh, late in shot clock might be in tough spots and whatnot, but – you know, you shot over 50% pretty much every year of your college career. Is it just taking good shots, or is it just the patience that your offense shows that you get good shots? 
I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, I try and be as patient as possible to try and make the right play at the right time. And um, also just try and take the best shot I can. Uh, I don't want to – I try and eliminate the bad shots as much as possible. Um, I just And also it's a great job of my teammates uh, being great shooters. So teams like to stay with them. And uh, when they do help, I can you know, kick it out to them. When they don't help, I know I can create a shot for myself. So then define for us in your estimation, what's a good shot and what's a bad shot? Um, a good shot depends. Usually, when you when you're catching the ball right away, you're you're the most open. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to catch and shoot when you're um, you know stepping into it one one two stepping into it. I think the, a good shot is a comfortable shot for yourself. Uh, if you're a shot you work on all the time, I mean, there's different shots you can take in a game, and uh, as long as you're working on a game and uh, you work on it, you're always going to have confidence. Players like uh, Jalen Brunson frustrate their opponents uh, every night. <laughs> no, yeah, they really. Do. And it was funny, Jalen. I saw you <laughs> against Providence earlier this week, and I can't. I, I'm not sure how many times you, you penetrated into the lane, stopped, and I'm sure the Friars said, "Okay, we get this guy trapped." You know, uh, two guys right in the middle of the lane. You pivot like three times, and boom, you dish off for a layup or a dunk from one of your one of your guys. Is that a pet move of yours? It does seem that you get really close to the basket, and you're a passer, not a scorer. Oh, I'm usually I'm trying to drive the score. Um, I'm trying to get to the rim or try and get in the middle of the lane to get a, a nice uh, hop jumper. Um, but I mean, sometimes the, the defenders step up. And uh, I just jump stop, I pivot, I try and stay calm, try and stay patient. And at the last second, I see somebody cut to the basket, and I can hit, I can hit them for a layup or a dunk. And uh, I think it's the confidence I have in my teammates because I know they're going to be in the right spot at the right time. Now, I played point guard years ago, nowhere near at your level. I, I can attest to that. <laughs> yes, but I, I want to. But I want to tell you uh, that one thing that my coach always told me was, when you get into situations like you just described, the most important thing was to maintain your poise. Would you agree with that? Definitely. I, there can be a lot of times where um, stars get in the lane and uh, they see like a, a seven footer or a big man is waiting in the paint for them, and um, sometimes they're trying to. Well, for me, I'm probably not going to jump over top of him, uh, maybe once in the blue moon. But um, just trying to um, create you know, create some type of space and staying low to the ground. I mean, they're, they're so high up, they can't really stay down with you. So if you're low and you know, you're using your pivot foot and uh, you're you know, calm and poised, you're going to make the right decision. Sure. Jalen Brunson, junior guard for the Villanova Wildcats, the number one team in the country, joining us this week in the Big East. Yeah, Jalen, uh, interestingly, uh, I'm – looking for you to compare and contrast last year's team with this year's a little bit. The, the one thing that jumps out at me a little bit is uh, the balance and maybe the scoring balance, offensive balance this year. Obviously, we knew that Josh Hart was you know the best player in the league last year, and Chris Jenkins had a great uh, four-year career senior uh, a year ago. This year, maybe maybe more options for you to deal with? Uh, I definitely think so. Uh, last year's team was a great team. Uh, this year's team, we have uh, a lot of familiar faces back and uh, I mean this past summer and fall or spring summer and fall uh, I've never seen a group of guys work harder uh, they, they've, they've worked so hard on their jump shot they work so hard on their bodies um, there's these guys just really just have a great work ethic to be the best players they can be and um, they were eating right you know getting in the gym uh, lifting working out I mean everything to make sure that they could be the best player one trait that we've seen from your 
Wildcat teammates, including yourself, is that everybody can shoot. That's including your bigs, which is a pretty impressive uh, array of options to have. So how do you make your decision when trying to dis- to distribute the ball? Is it who's open at any given time, or do you purposely try to ride a hot hand? Uh, honestly, I just kind of give give it to whoever's open. Um, and sometimes a hot hand, uh, we obviously try and look for him. But um, we're just running offensive score. I mean, whatever the defense is playing or overplaying, we're just trying to you know, run offensive score. I mean, there's so many weapons on this team. Everybody has the ability to make plays, not just for themselves, but for each other. Six and one, thus far yeah. in the Big East. Right. Uh, Fifteen and three a year ago um, with Jalen Brunson. Villanova has had a lot, awful lot of success in the Big East. It seems except for one team. So I hate to bring up a, a sore subject, Jalen, but uh, I would imagine that the Wildcats have circled February 10th and Butler, uh, <laughs> you know, in your in your radar anyways. I know you got a few games to go before then, but uh, what is it about the Bulldogs? Uh, well, Butler, I mean, they're just a, a great team. Um, they have uh, great players. They've had great tradition as well. Um, I mean, honestly, Butler's just they do a great job when they're playing against us. Um, I, I don't really have like an answer for it, but I know that I mean we're going to have to just get better. I mean, there's not going to be we're not going to win every game. We're not going to be perfect, but we're going to strive for perfection and trying to be the best thing we can be. So, I mean, we're going to keep getting better. Uh, we're going to take it one game at a time. We know that eventually we're going to hit Butler again, and um, we're just going to you know listen to our coaches. They're going to put us in the right position to be successful, and uh, we're going to go from there. Jalen, you've got four or five guys on this team, including Phil Booth, and I'm going to ask about him in a moment, but uh, that had experience on the national title team a couple of years ago, including yourself. Does that carry over at all? Can you use that experience and that run to help you, say, today or tomorrow? Uh, I definitely can say I can use that experience. Um, you, I just understand what had to be done and um, what was done. So I kind of I saw it all. I saw um, – I saw both sides of the mountain. I was at the high of winning a national championship, and I was at the low of losing the first or second round the first weekend. Um, I mean, I've seen it, I've seen them both, so I can use those experiences to help the younger guys you know, when we get in a situation. But as of right now, um, I'm just trying to focus on one game at a time, one practice at a time, one day at a time. I'm completely focused on. Now, Marquette coming up on Sunday, and I just wanted to make sure that our guys are ready to go. Of course, and you know what? We wouldn't expect you to say anything but that, and we understand that you know high-level athletes do all look like that. What's it going to be like now that you're going to have to miss Phil Booth again for a while? And I know that you know he had to overcome an injury a year ago that caused him to miss basically the whole season. So what kind of a mode do you guys kick into now? Uh, our next man up mentality. Uh, we have guys more than capable you know, of playing Villanova basketball for 40 minutes, and that's what every player you know strives to do on this team. And so, obviously, missing Phil, um, I mean, we're losing leadership, we're losing experience. But um, I mean, we know guys are really going to step up because that's just that's just how it is here. I mean, we're not worried. We know guys are willing and ready to step up. But obviously, we're going to miss Phil. Are you guys motivated at all to win another Big East championship? I know that sounds like a silly question, but you managed to win what five in a row now. Uh, I'm definitely motivated. Uh, I, I mean, I don't want. I hate losing. I'll be honest with you. I hate it. I don't. I don't like. I don't know a player who likes losing. But uh, I, I just try and, you know, I'm just trying to make sure that every step of the way, our guys are you know, willing to have the same mindset. Just just being open to coaching and be open to getting better. Villanova's Jalen Brunson.
Well, who's hot? He's one of them. Some of the great individual performances don't go unnoticed around here, especially when they seem to happen all the time. The latest big plays from the big players next, this week in the Big East. Coming up, who's hot? This week in the Big East. I'm a college athlete, but you don't know where I was born, if I was raised in the city or suburbs. You don't know the color of my skin, whether I'm big or small, who I love, or if I'm rich, poor, or somewhere in the middle. But the good news is, it doesn't matter. Because as a college athlete, the only thing that does matter is that I have the skill and the drive to succeed in school and sports. Visit ncaa.org opportunity to learn more. Who's hot? Inside to Froling, back out Howard, off to Hauser. He'll try a three, pure. Booyah! Cartwright stops, bounce pass up, driving right, score! And count it! For Jackson! And, and one! Holy moly! How about Jackson just comes in the ball game? Great substitution by Coach Cooley. And Jackson again, playing with a little swagger in this one. Takes it strong to the basket. This is the best game he's had in his career at Providence. Elliot DePascal, who throws down a big-time two-handed jam run in the court. Great recognition by Brunson. Cats by 10. Looks for a screen. Ted goes outside to Foster. He'll pull the trigger on a three. Oh, Marquez with the tongue hanging out. Buries the five points. Bank three-pointer chase by 23. Marcus Howard dribbles in the lane. Double team gives the field. John, who boom. JP McCure, he fires a long three. He's got it. Xavier takes the lead. Five to three. Cosby Roundtree gets it. Goes back to Booth. Booth left of the lane to DiVincenzo straight away. Three pointer is good. It rattles in for DiVincenzo. Cartwright comes off the screen. Catch and shoot three. Left side rolls it in. Cartwright's <laughs> in his game right now. That was a deep three right there. That was an NBA three pointer. JP McCure catches, rises, two hand dunk. Xavier answers immediately. Musketeers lead 46 38. Xavier's got to do a better job defending, Joe. J.P. McCure deflecting a pass into the perimeter, racing to the rim, lays it up. Good! He's fouled on the play! Welcome back to This Week in the Big East. I'm John Rook with Kevin McNamara. The player of the week this week is a name that I know that will be familiar to a lot of, certainly Xavier fans, but a lot of fans around the league, Kevin, because they don't like him too much. <laughs> J.P. McCure, senior guard uh, for the Xavier Musketeers, uh, led the Musketeers to an undefeated week, 2-0 during the week. Big win at then 19th-ranked Seton Hall. He had 27 points in that one, five rebounds, three assists. Why does everybody hate JP, Kevin? Uh, body language. You know, you, you can f- probably find someone like him in every league and in every sport, really, uh, around the country. And he's just one of those guys you're like, oh, he's on the other team. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's funny. And he he really enjoys it. Yeah, you, he you does. You could tell. He thrives on that. He likes yeah. to play with a chip on his shoulder uh, in, in layup lines, warm-ups. He, he clearly goes back and forth with the crowd, laughs a little bit. Uh, good for him because, John, as you know, you, you could – respond uh, you know negatively to that type of targeting by the fans but uh, he handles it really well well he shoots the ball incredibly well for the week he averaged 21 and a half points shot 58 percent from the floor he was six of ten from three so when jp is on for the musketeers they are a really really tough out freshman of the week in the big east and i'm sure we'll say this several more times before this year's over. Omari Spellman from Villanova. 11.5 points, 7 rebounds, and a 2-0 a week for the number 1 Wildcats. You and I got a chance to see him earlier this week as well against Providence, and he's just got post moves that really belie his age. He plays out there like a kid who's much older and much more experienced. Uh, this is my first time to see Omari in person outside of prep school. I went down and saw him 
at St. Thomas More in Connecticut uh, two years ago. And be honest with you, John, he was over 300 pounds. He was a little out of shape, he, super talented offensively, but he just didn't move all that well. Last year in his redshirt year, he got into unbelievable shape, and I, I really give him an awful lot of credit. Against Providence, he had 16 points, uh, six, six rebounds, and maybe more impressively was what you said. He, he did it inside. He did it outside. Showed ability to shoot from range. Yep. He's a very difficult matchup, and he's, he's just someone uh, that I'm sure Jay Wright is really happy to have in his lineup. As he continues to develop, do you, do you see uh... – I mean, uh, future possibilities for him in the professional ranks? Well, I think it's, you know, almost right away. Yeah. You know, he's one of those one-and-done type ability guys. Uh, obviously, in his second year at Villanova, first year on the court, it'll be interesting. I'll put it this way. He will have a decision to make after the season because he's that talented. Big East honor roll this week is filled with familiar names as well. Kamar Baldwin of Butler, Marcus Foster Creighton, Sam Hauser from Marquette, Kyron Cartwright from Providence, and Jalen Brunson, who we've just spoken with here on the program uh, from Villanova. All had big weeks last week. Who stands out in terms of what you saw and, and what you heard about, what you read about this week? Well, I think Marcus Forster's consistency has been really important. You know, they, they lost at Providence last weekend, and boom, he bounced right back, and, and he leads them to a win at St. John's, and Forster had 24 in that game earlier this week on Tuesday. And, John, two guys we definitely need to mention, really great four-year college players. Uh, Trevon Blewett from Xavier went over 2,000 points on uh, Wednesday night at you know, you have to be a really, really good player to score 2,000. Uh, Blewett's going to go way beyond 2,000 because there's a lot of games left. And the other is Angel Delgado, who set a, a Big East rebounding record. Right. Well, you mentioned them earlier in the program, and it's a good thing to kind of drop it back in again. The 2018 Big East Men's Basketball Tournament is only weeks away. And for the 36th consecutive year, the Big East Men's Basketball Tournament will be played in New York City March 7th through 10th at the world's most famous arena, the mecca of college basketball, Madison Square Garden. You can be there, too. Don't miss your chance to go because it's easy. Go to Ticketmaster.com slash Big East for all the tickets and information. A mainstay for the Butler Bulldogs this season also happens to be one of the league's best shooters, a go-to guy in the truest sense of the word. He's been a player of the week. He's a preseason all-conference candidate. His numbers, well, they haven't disappointed. But how does Keelan Martin take his game and his team to the next level? The Butler senior joins us next, this week in the Big East. Coming up next, the Big East Focus. At Butler University, we've been called underdogs. We prefer overachievers. Here you'll be challenged to put your education into practice in the real world and gain the career experience to prepare you for the road ahead. So four years from now, your biggest challenge will be deciding which job offer to take. No matter where you end up, we'll help you get there. Butler Bulldogs aren't born. They're made. Plan your visit at butler.edu. Big East Focus. Bulldogs down by two. Martin crossing over. Three in the air. Buries it. Oh, my. Keelan Martin. Butler takes the lead. Welcome back to This Week in the Big East. You've heard the phrase, basketball is in his blood. Well, that seems accurate for a guy like Butler's Keelan Martin. He comes from a basketball family with his mother and father both having played collegiately. He even followed in their rather large footsteps at Louisville's Ballard High. Keelan, however, has been carving his own niche the past few years in Hoops Crazy Indiana. He joins us this week in the Big East. Now, Keelan, what's the experience been like from the attention surrounding you and your family in a place like Kentucky to what you're experiencing now at Butler? It's kind of different, you know. I've, I've always had uh, guys that were better better than me on my high school team and just growing up in general. 
And, you know, I was always that guy that was always underrated, known as underrated. So, I mean, once I came to Butler, I, I had the same experience. I had guys that were better than me, older guys that were better than me. So, you know, I just came to work. You know, you know, I pushed myself, you know, through the, through the summer workouts or whatever and, you know, just try to become, try to get my name out there, you know. Did that serve as, uh, you know, impetus, uh, you know, to make you work a little harder? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, always. There's always room for improvement, but I just knew that I had to work harder in order to get my name out there, and I don't know that's what I've been doing. Just talk about the first three years of your career. Obviously, an awful lot of success. Uh, Coach Holtman did a great job, you know, with the Bulldogs for three years. Uh, you guys went deep in the tournament. Um, yeah. You know, and now you're transitioning to here as a senior with Coach Jordan. Just, you know, obviously it's been a really good experience for you, uh, you know, in Indianapolis. Yeah, uh, came I came to play for Coach Miller first, and then you know he he, he didn't return, so uh, Holtman took over, and you know he he did a great job. You know. I didn't play that much freshman year, but my sophomore year, I increased my minutes. I doubled my minutes and points and rebounded. So uh, I just, you know, I came, to, I came to play, and uh, I know I, I have, I had success and I had struggles, but you know that that that's how it is. You know, going into the uh, going into college, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna be successful the whole time. You know, you're gonna have you're gonna have a couple downfalls, but you just have to pick them back up. But yeah, we we made it to the tournament first three years and we're able to make it to the tournament again this year. Keelan, what is it about your game that you've always had confidence in? In other words, the one thing that you always knew, hey, I can always do this pretty well, so it allows me to kind of work on other things. But what have you always known you've done best as a basketball player? Uh, scoring. You know, scoring in other ways. You know, I used to be a post player. So just scoring inside, you know, and just getting to the free throw line was, was part of my game in mid-range. But, you know, I, I expanded my my range coming into college, you know, I, just, I wasn't a, I wasn't known as a three point shooter, and you know, I, just, I continue to work at that, and you know, I just you know, continue to work on different different aspects of the game, just different moves, and just trying to get the defense, you know, on their feet on their heels. So, what was that transition like? Because I know for a lot of uh, really good high school players and prep players, mm-hmm. they do have to play larger, perhaps, uh, as a younger player. But when you get into the college game with so many big guys, you transition to a different position, like you have, of course, at a forward or even sometimes at a guard spot. What's that transition yeah. been like, play, going from playing big to playing small? Um, my dad always told me that you know I'm I'm, all, I'm always going to be a guard. You know I'm not going to be everybody's going to be. I'm not going to be taller than everyone, so you know there's going to be people bigger than me. So I had to work on ball handling, and you know, uh, going in my freshman year in college, I worked on that, you know, ball handling and and just learning the pick and roll game. I, I didn't know how to come off ball screens or whatever. So you know, just just adjusting to that, watching film and and knowing how to how to adjust, you know, to certain defenses. I can tell you from the point of view of a. Uh fellow Big East coaches that uh, the one thing they don't want Keelan Martin to do is to get hot from from downtown. Uh, h- how much have you worked on that, uh, you know, shot that goes all the way out to the NBA three-point line? Uh, I've been working on a lot this summer, especially, you know, just trying to become more of a consistent three-point shooter because, uh, you know, the next level, wherever I go to the next level, that is, that's what they want. They, they want three-point shooters, you know, and uh, it's just something that I, I continue to work at and, I'm still working at it right now. Going to take you back to probably the best win of the season when you guys uh, scored over 100 points to, to beat Villanova. That was yeah. a, that was a night where Keelan Martin and, and a lot of his teammates got hot from downtown. Is, is that when you guys are dangerous? When just offensively everyone's hitting on all cylinders? Yeah, 
I think we're dangerous when the offense is clicking. Everyone, everyone gets a touch. You know, we move the ball around. You know, start swinging side to side and just get a get a good shot. And we was like 15 to 22 from the three point line that game. And we just, I just felt like we we just wanted it a lot more. You know. All right, so let's let, with uh, typically with senior players, you've been around the league a few times. So I wonder if you might uh, bear with us for just a moment. What's your favorite place to go into other than Hinkle Fieldhouse in the Big East Conference? Uh, I, like, I always like playing at uh, Xavier. Okay, why yeah. Xavier? It's just fun atmosphere. It's not. It's not far from. It's not far from Indy. It's not far from my hometown as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I have family that come up there and watch me. And it's, it's just right across the bridge from Kentucky, so I, I know a lot of know a lot of people around that area. And, 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 and come and watch me play. And John, they won at Xavier last year, 88-79. <laughs> so no wonder you like that. I, I get that one. All right, so yeah. all right, so Keelan, who are your favorite players to face in this league? Not only who you respect, maybe, but who do you actually like to go up against? Who challenges you? Uh, Harry Thomas challenges me a lot. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a great defender, probably the best defender in the in the league. And uh, it's just something, you know, it, it, can, it can be better just watching film on it. I I'm, might I'm, not always play well against him, but, I mean, he, he's just a good defender. He challenges me. Uh, like Michael Bridges, you know, he, he's a great defender. Uh, I like Trayvon Blue because I played AAU with him as well a little bit. Um, J.P. McCarra, Desi Rodriguez, a lot of, a lot of the wings in the, in the league. We talked about this a little bit earlier. Why does everybody hate J.P. Makira? <laughs> he's that guy. You know, he, he's the guy who's going to compete. He, he competes every night. He's, he's bringing the edge for his team. I, I mean, I, I played against him in the AAU a lot when I was younger, so I, I know, I know how, I know how that is. So he was a pain in the rear in AAU too. Nah, not not to, not to me, but like <laughs> he, he's just the guy that's competitive. Yes, I, I like his game. Yeah. Yes, he is. Uh, the other thing we like to ask kids, especially seniors, uh, I'm sure you heard a lot about the Big East Tournament, heard a lot about Madison Square Garden. Uh-huh. What do you think about going into the big house? Great play, fun place to play at. You get, you get fans from all around the conference, even all around them, even just fans that, that don't even pay attention to basketball come and watch them play. You know, there's a... It's just a, it's just a great experience and it's fun. It's just it's just fun fun reading the play. There's a lot of history behind it. Yeah, don't don't you feel like when you walk into that building that literally anybody on the planet can see you? Right. Yeah, I feel like that all the time. Well, where do you feel like this? What's the ceiling for your Butler team? Because you know, there you, Kevin mentioned one of the high points, um, and then you obviously have lost a couple of games. And I know that you feel like uh-huh. you probably should have won. What do you yeah. feel? What do you feel like this team needs to improve in order to be that NCAA team you expect it to be? Uh, we just gotta, you know, come out and win games. I mean, we we compete. That's that's one thing we do. We compete every night. You know, it's not like we don't compete. We just we end up short. But uh, I mean, like my I, I was talking to my coach. Like my sophomore year, we started three and six in the Big East, and and it, it was a, it was a huge deal. We didn't know who was going to the tournament or any, or not. But I mean. Fourteen to seven right now. We got, got a lot of home games left, uh, and then four four road games. But we just got to come out with the match each and every day, and then we start some practice with good preparation. Keelan, last question. It's always difficult to to get a new coach, uh, probably especially so as a senior. Uh, but it yeah. seems as if uh, the Bulldog team has really adjusted to Coach Jordan re- really well. Can you just speak to that a little bit? 
Yeah, he, he's a, he's a great coach. He's a player's coach. We watch film every day, and you know he just he he pulls guys into his office just to talk about different things, even if it's not on the court stuff. It's off the court. You can talk to him about anything, but uh, on the court, you know he I mean he, he texted me texted me a lot, talk about leadership stuff and what I need to do in order for our team to succeed and move on from this point on. Butler's Keelan Martin. The national perspective is next, and we check in with one of Fox's insiders into the college game, Evan Daniels. That's next, this week in the Big East. Coming up next, the national perspective. As one of the country's leading Catholic universities, Seton Hall has been shaping students in mind, heart, and spirit since 1856. Today, the hall is home to nearly 10,000 students taught by world-class faculty. Our professors shine in the classroom, sharing their expertise with bright young minds who are hungry to learn. And as a member of the Big East, our student-athletes compete in one of the nation's top athletic conferences. Whether on the court or in the classroom, our students learn by doing. This is Seton Hall's moment. Be part of it. National Perspective. Cartwright cuts to the left, lobs inside, score for Young! What great pass again by Cartwright. That's eight for Khalid with the game, and Ed Cooley trying to get the fans on their feet inside the Dunkin' Donuts Center. John Rook with Kevin McNamara this week in the Big East and with his eyes on players and teams across the country and his finger, he hopes, on the pulse of college basketball recruiting. Fox's Evan Daniels joins us this week in the Big East. And, Evan, we appreciate the time, of course. I'm wondering if you've been kind of thinking like Kevin and I have been. We know Villanova is exceptional. But doesn't it seem as if any one of maybe a dozen or so teams around the country actually have a chance to win this thing this year? Yeah, there is so much parity. You you hit on it. I mean, there's so much parity in college basketball this year. Um, I mean, Villanova's 19 and one, but I, I don't know that there's a, a dominant team. I think Villanova has looked, at least in my eyes, like the best team in the country. Uh, but Duke is obviously very talented. Michigan State very talented. Purdue's been awesome. Virginia uh, playing their normal style of defense. But I, I think you're right. I, I think that there's 10 to 12 teams that once March rolls around, that could potentially win this deal. And it just seems like there's a lot of parity and no one dominant team this year. Evan, just sticking with that a little bit, I think if we asked everyone who's the most talented team, they would probably say Duke. Obviously extremely young, uh, has had some defensive issues pretty much from the opening game. Uh, What's your take on the Blue Devils? Yeah, I I think you're right. I think they have the most talent in the country. Now, that doesn't necessarily always lead to wins. I thought they had the most talent in the country last year, and, and they had a, an early NCAA exit. But I think when it starts with Marvin Bagley. He's one of, if not the best player in college basketball. He's a future top three NBA draft pick. He's averaging 22 points a game, over 11 rebounds. He, he just impacts the game with his versatility and his ability to score and his ability to rebound. But he's surrounded by some really good guards like Grayson Allen and Gary Trent and Trayvon Duvall and Alex O'Connell starting to emerge. And you know, it's, what's funny about the, the the Blue Devils, it's not just Bagley. Wendell Carter is really good inside, too. So I, I think that they do have the most talent in the country. That Does that make them the favorite? Uh, we, we've got a ways to go. I, I certainly think Villanova is going to have something to say about that. That's why we love the NCAA tournament. The best team doesn't always win. That's Simple very true. That. Teams that play well at, at this particular time. And let's step away, if we can, for a second, Evan, from the obvious ones that we've kind of touched on here. And as you you know, get around the country yourself and observe and watch these teams and talk to these players and coaches. Who's flying under the radar that has a shot here, do you think? At winning it all or yeah. just like a sleeper team? Either winning it all or a sleeper team that could go deep, let's say, into March. Well, I think one team, and it's hard to call Arizona a sleeper team, 
Uh, but they lost um, four games. So they had that stretch early in the season where they were 3-3 three and three when they lost to NC State, SMU, and Purdue. And, and not many people have been talking about Arizona all that much lately, but they won, I think, 13 of their last 14. And they're a team that is, is – the, the deck is full of talent. And it starts with DeAndre Ayton, much like Bagley. They've got a, a guy that's a top mm-hmm. future top three NBA draft pick, and he's surrounded by wings that can score in Alonzo Trier and, and Raleigh Hawkins. I think that they're being slept on a little. Obviously, they're still a top 15 team, but you can't count them out to win a national championship. They're, they have the talent. We'll just see how their team comes together. Evan, I know you look closely at the Big East. Uh, we, we've talked about Villanova a lot, obviously, on this show. Uh, what? Who do you like in that next level down uh, You know, here in the well, Big East? I, I really like Xavier. You know, I watched them practice prior to the season, and uh, I've seen them in person this year against Cincinnati and, and watched them quite a bit. And, I like the makeup of this team. I think, one, Chris Mack's a tremendous coach. And the he, he coaches with such passion and, and fire on the sidelines. And I think his guys uh, thrive off that. But when you have guys like Trevon Blewett and J.P. McCure that can score the ball the way they can, but also impact in other ways. You know, Blewett's averaging nearly six rebounds and nearly three assists a game. McCure gets a handful of assists, a handful of steals, impacts it in every way possible. Those two... And I think the emergence of Karen Panther is really helping them. This is a graduate transfer from, from Green Bay. And in you know, just 16 minutes a game, he's putting up 10 and 6. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he, his emergence, I think, is going to be key for Xavier. And if they're going to make a deep run, he's going to be a big part of it. Evan Daniels, Fox Sports College basketball insider and recruiting analyst, joining us this week in the Big East. All right, so let's take it down one more level. Is there anybody else within the league that you've been impressed with that you think if they got rock, they got hot, they got the right thing going on, and they might be able to make a little bit of a run? Again, not necessarily to challenge either Villanova or Xavier, but you know as right. well as anybody in March, all you need to do is play your best basketball. You know, if you'd asked me this question a week ago, I, I was really liking Creighton. And the loss of Martin Crumple really hurts those guys. Mm-hmm. It was a kid that was just playing tremendous. I think the, the school, that, and obviously you still can't just count them all the way out, but when you lose a starter of that magnitude and a guy that they really needed to come in and be productive and was productive, it's going to hurt. But the team that I, I would probably look to is Seton Hall. You know, they've had some slip-ups here as of late, but I think that they're very talented. Um when you have a guy in Angel Delgado and Desi Rodriguez and Kadeen Carrington, those three, uh, I think you can win some games. And, you know, they're, they've struggled as of late, lost three of their last four, but uh, they've got DePaul coming up and the Providence and a chance at Villanova. But I, I think if, if they come together at the end of the season, that's a team that I think could do some damage. Uh, we got to circle back to the Wildcats a little bit. Uh, John and I saw them a few nights ago live and in person, and they put a – Hurting on Providence, uh, very impressively. Uh, what stands out at you, you know, about Villanova? Is it their depth? Is it just Jalen Brunson, a little experience, or pretty much everything? I think it's pretty much everything. It's also Jay Wright's best shooting team. I mean, their top five scores are all over forty-one percent from three. Uh, I've now heard it. Now losing Phil Booth hurts. I'm curious to see how long he's going to be out. Um, but they're also led by arguably the nation's best point guard. I mean, obviously Trey Young is in that conversation too, but Jalen Brunson means so much to that Villanova basketball team, not just from a scoring standpoint, but his ability to run the show, facilitate. I think that team is so unselfish. They move the ball really well. They obviously have shot makers and 
you know, Mikael Bridges is a tremendous long-term prospect. He's really ramped up his game this year, 43% from three. Amari Spellman gives them a different look. You know, I don't know that the past Villanova teams have had a guy that they could throw the ball into the post and, and score in so many different ways like Amari Spellman can. So I, I really like this Villanova team. Obviously, you hope that they can get Phil Booth back because I think he's a big part of their success. And if they're going to make a deep run in the tournament, he's going to be a big part of it. Um, so I'm curious to see you know, w- what his time frame is and if he's going to be able to make it back by the tournament. Levin, you certainly know that recruitniks exist all over the country, and I'm sure you hear from a lot of them just about every day. There's a bunch of them in the East as well. Which teams in the Big East have set themselves up uh, for, for next year with, you think, some of the, the top players to look for and some of the top recruiting classes? Well, Providence, yeah, I think you have to start with them. They've got two guys ranked in uh, 24-7 sports composite top 50, and I think that they're both really good players. I'm, I'm referring to David Duke and, and A.J. Reeves, and Ed Cooley was able to mine uh, uh, locally. Those two kids aren't from – they actually played on the same AAU team as Makai Ashton Langford. Mm-hmm. So he, he was able to go out and get two really talented kids. Duke is more of a true combination guard, but I think he's going to – his impact will be felt right away on defense. And A.J. Reeves is just a tremendous scorer. And so I, I really like their recruiting class and, and what they've been able to come up with uh, early on. The other highly rated kid who's coming to the Big East is Cole Swider from out of Rhode Island and the BABC headed to Villanova. Villanova could be losing a few guys early to the to the NBA draft. Uh, is Cole the type of kid who could come in and contribute right away? Yeah, he is. I, he's going to help them with his ability to stretch the floor, his ability to rebound, uh, but he can shoot the ball at, at six foot eight. So there's there's a lot to like about him, and I, I think he can be a an impact recruit in, in the league for sure. I, I think Creighton's done a, a good job recruiting. Uh, they recently got a commitment from Sam Frawling, a kid out of Australia, uh, four-star prospect. Marcus Zigorowski was one of the best shooters in the 2018 class. So they actually have the second-best class uh, in, in 2018. Uh, you mentioned Villanova. I should note that they're you know, to go with Cole Swider, uh, they have a commitment from Brandon Slater, a top 50 prospect, a really good player, 6'6", long, athletic, kind of a slasher-type wing prospect. And they're in on one of the best available point guards in the country, Courtney Ramey. He was committed to Louisville, five-star recruit. He's tough. He knows how to run a team. He, he's a two-way player that competes on, on both ends. He would be a massive pickup for Villanova, and he's going to take a visit there here in the next couple weeks and then visit UCLA and make a college choice. Fox Sports' Evan Daniels. Who's got next? The big games, the big-time matchups, which happen just about every night, of course. We'll fill you in on all of the details coming up next. This week in the Big East. Coming up, who's got next? This week in the Big East. I'm a college athlete, but you don't know where I was born. If I was raised in the city or suburbs, you don't know the color of my skin whether I'm big or small, who I love, or if I'm rich, poor, or somewhere in the middle. But the good news is, it doesn't matter. Because as a college athlete, the only thing that does matter is that I have the skill and the drive to succeed in school and sports. Visit ncaa.org opportunity to learn more. Who's got next? David Chedjo, great save inbounds to Bridges, who gets the layup to go, and he's fouled. What great teamwork. John Rook, Kevin McNamara, this week in the Big East, and coming up this weekend, let's start off with the return to the scene of the crime. Villanova playing at Marquette. 
And, of course, Marquette last year knocked off then-number-one-ranked Villanova at the Bradley Center in Milwaukee, Kevin. So we know that that will bring back a lot of great memories for Marquette fans and not so for Villanova Wildcat fans. I wouldn't put it past Marquette giving them a battle because the uh, Golden Eagles can shoot almost as well as the Wildcats can. And they can really shoot at home. Obviously, everyone plays a little bit better at home than on the road. Uh, Marcus Howard coming off a 33-point game. But Andrew Rousey was only 2 of 9. Uh, at Xavier, so I'm sure he can't wait to get back in his home gym and fire away against the uh, number one ranked team in the country. No doubt. Seton Hall comes off of an eight-day break. They will play at DePaul as well this weekend. And, and for the Pirates, as we mentioned a little bit earlier in the program, especially with Evan Daniels, it's time now to start coming to play a little bit, especially with the senior lineup that they have. You know, they, they, they've hit a rough spot here. You know, a challenge for Coach Kevin Willard to get his guys re, uh, you know reorganized and back on the same page. You know, oftentimes seniors, you know, it, it can get a little tired and, you know, a little sniping when you lose a game. You don't expect to lose any games when you're senior. You're just brimming with confidence. Right. And uh, they've lost three out of the last four, so the Pirates definitely have to get going again. This next week, Marquette will play at Butler on Wednesday. Should be an entertaining game. Could be high scoring. And then Providence will play at Seton Hall uh, as well on Wednesday night next week. Two games that have teams that are right there in the mix and wins over team that they might be tied with somewhere in the standings on down the line. Those are always big. And, John, you know, we've seen most of these games. Providence and Seton Hall always seem to play games that go down to the last shot, last minute. Uh, two very evenly matched teams with an awful lot of veterans. Providence in the toughest part of their schedule right now at Villanova, uh, which was a loss at Seton Hall, and then they go at to Marquette. Marquette. So yeah. those are three toughies. And then Novo will play Creighton in Philadelphia on Thursday. Chance for redemption for Creighton and for Villanova. They get to test the waters without Phil Booth. Well, I was just gonna—that was the point I was gonna hit. Without Phil Booth against a team that has really good guards in Creighton, it's gonna be a test for Villanova. It was clearly in a transition period. It would be interesting to see how quickly uh, the Wildcats can just keep rolling along. If you have a question about your favorite team or a player within the Big East, don't forget to hit us up on Twitter. Use the hashtag TWITBE, T-W-I-T-B-E, for this week in the Big East. Send it to us with that hashtag, and yes. We just might use it here on the program. And don't forget, if you're still looking for more Big East Hoop news, tune in each week live with Big East Shoot Around. It's available on the Big East Facebook page, at Big East on Twitter, and the Fox Sports Go app. Shoot Around features coaches and player interviews from around the league every week. So send your question, even your hot takes, via social media every week to hashtag BE Shoot Around to be featured on the show. Well, our thanks this week to Villanova's Jalen Brunson, Butler's Keelan Martin, and Fox Sports College basketball analyst Evan Daniels for joining us. Thanks also go out to the flagship stations at Villanova, Providence, and Butler for their assistance in providing the sound that brings us all a bit closer to the big moments in these games. Our thanks as well to producer Kevin Collins and to the coaches and administrators at all 10 Big East member institutions. For Kevin McNamara, I'm John Rook. Hey, if you like what you hear, let us know. Don't forget, leave us a review on iTunes or hit us up on Twitter. Also, retweet us on Twitter, at JR Broadcaster, at Kevin McNamara 33. We'll be back same time next week. This week in the Big East. Thanks for listening to This Week in the Big East. Special thanks to our member schools, Butler, Creighton, DePaul, Georgetown, Marquette, Providence, St. John's, Seton Hall, Villanova and Xavier, as well as their athletic departments. This Week in the Big East is produced by Kevin Collins. The executive producers are John Paquette and Rick Gentile. Be sure to join us next week for the latest edition of This Week in the Big East.